0: And now, a bit of Romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom
1: Welcome to PSA Love Romcoms, a podcast about finding love in a plane, finding love in the rain, and finding love near Nathan Lane. We're your hosts. I'm Mia. And I'm Allie. Now, usually in our podcast, Mia and I try to
2: answer the question, which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time? And we always try to approach this question with thoughtfulness, (laughs) diplomacy, and compassion. But... For the month of March, <laughs> we're feeling a little edgy. We're feeling a little combative. So, I, I you know, we're feeling a
1: little bit of that March... Madness. Oh my gosh. Although not for college basketball, this is still a rom com no. podcast. So we're feeling like it's time to celebrate one of the most baller rom com icons of all time, <laughs> the one and only Meg Ryan. So, in the spirit of March Madness, we are
2: pitting all of Meg Ryan's rom coms up against each other in a tournament. Bracket for three rounds of Raging Ryan.
1: <laughs> so uh,
2: we want to see which Meg Ryan rom-com is the best of all time. Because, you guys, it is officially now March Madness. <laughs> <burr>, now, <laughs> we have a very special guest with us today. He is a writer. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's a Renaissance man. And if his real life was a rom com, he'd be a time traveling man who uses his incredible abilities to move through time and space to get a
0: girlfriend.
2: <laughs> you guys, it's the one and only Dan Lippert. Woo!
0: Hello. Is that about time, or is that an event, invention of your own? Okay,
2: yes, that's me.
0: Uh, I, I'm, that's yeah, better than it, a guy who dies and then tortures his wife with letters forever, uh, so that she can't <laughs> ever get over him.
1: And that's that's our is that our namesake pod? The namesake,
0: isn't that what yeah. is. that movie is? Yes, it is.
1: Yes, an elaborate scavenger hunt from from deceased husband. Um,
0: yeah i would agree that's hard (laughs) (laughs) it's not what i would want i would want to move on from my partner uh, eventually you know but i guess uh, to each their own
1: yeah i'd I'd (laughs) want letters to refer back to i don't need an interactive event because he's not there so that would honestly like upset me more if it's like, yeah. oh, we're doing a fun thing where you go. Please. It's like, no, but you're not here. But I wouldn't mind like letters, like, you know, saying it all. But right. I might just hide like weird portraits of myself around <laughs>
2: after I die. <laughs> and so whenever they think they're over me, they'll like open a cabinet and I'll be staring <laughs> at them being like,
1: have you moved on? I hope not. You said you'd love me forever. <gasps>
0: Don't forget my face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the most alley version of that movie I could think of. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> um, so speaking of how we'd all sort of like picture ourselves in the, in this rom-com, Dan, we like to start off each episode with a little segment called Which Rom-Com Hero heroine Are You Channeling? Where we equate the experiences we had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine. I can start us off. Um, this week, I am channeling Kumail's character from The Big Sick in that... Mm. And I know, I know. And in a way, I'm channeling... A lot of male characters from rom-coms, because there is a trope. Mm. It is, it is, I think, widely a gender trope where it's the man cleans up his room sequence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you see it in The Big Sick, you see it in Knocked Up, you see it in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. When the man's mm-hmm. about to change his life, he gets got takes a big bag and goes through his apartment <laughs> and, and cleans up. And I, um, I uh, just over like painstaking research and ordering and checking ikea availability have finally created a file system to change oh. my life i think um and i set it up last night and it i'm so excited i i like re- feel like i revolutionized my entire life cuz i've got two standing magazine boxes one for like a deal with me and they have they all have labels so one is deal with me so that's all the pressing things <laughs> <laughs> one is file such me such a sexy <laughs> box <laughs> they're like freaking ordering you to do stuff yeah they know they all say sassy things like this one says deal with me this one's the next one says file me and the next one says put me away which is just a bin of things <laughs> <laughs> that have to go away so there's those and then they had, there's a I ordered a big box and then I ordered a standing thing for hanging files that's huge so then any paper I need to save can go from deal with me to file me to the big box. It's really, you guys. I feel I, you know, I haven't felt this happy in a while. So I feel really good and optimistic, and I'm ready for the big crosstown chase. Now that I've cleaned up my act,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so impressed. All of my papers are just in a pile on my kitchen yes! table right now. It's no, so bad. I so have remind. to start thinking about taxes soon. Fuck.
0: Are you all getting a lot of papers? I don't feel like I have yes. that three boxes worth of papers to file I get away.
1: So many papers! I get so many papers. It's really? overwhelming, and I was yes. to the point where I just wasn't opening them. I found four yeah, letters I from know. Quest. I found four letters from Quest Diagnostics. That was like final notice <laughs> going to claims. We in. <laughs> and i just like don't open it because it's too overwhelming and some of them are duplicate yes. emails so yeah i i hate it it's like such a waste of trees some of the things it's like i don't know what's important my brain can't handle it so and i'll text you a photo of my system ally highly recommend Clean it too. gotta give a big shout out to the home edit who inspired the overall aesthetic and the labeling system but that's who i'm channeling that's who i'm channeling ally nice. channeling
2: I'm also channeling a male character. I'm channeling Matthew McConaughey's character. Um Ben Oh, Ben What's his last name? It's, it's alliteration. Ben. Benjamin. It's, it's alliteration. It's, it's alliteration. Benjamin Bart Andy Bart and Button.
1: <laughs> Bart button. But, Andy it's Anderson Andy and Ben Anderson and Benjamin ben. Barker. Benjamin Br- Branson. I don't Ransom. No, (laughs) in in the uh, specifically,
2: I'm I'm trailing a very specific part in that rom com where he uh, where he's given a fern as a gift, um, and then (laughs) he uh, doesn't take care of it and it dies. Because I got a fern recently, and it's. uh, Had it for probably a week now and it's dying. And I figured out it's because I'm not watering it. Um, And ferns need to be in a very, very like humid um, environment. And so I started... So I've started just kind of like taking my fern um, into the shower with me every morning and it's doing better now. (laughs) Now it's getting kind of my like... I do wonder if some of my shampoo is getting in the fern and if that's going to <laughs> hurt it in the long run but it's doing much better before it was kind of like it was like wilting in a bad way but now it's it's kind of like cute and perky again and so um <gasps> oh. but yeah i guess can tell very exciting week for me uh, but that's who i'm channeling um someone who kills. Plants.
0: Are are you worried at all that the like from the shampoo the fern is going to turn into like a like a spider plant or something like that or like a, <laughs> so, that it's going it, to
2: grow hair and eventually a brain and then become sentient and just try to take a, over my life?
0: That's not at all what I meant, but
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> If that's your concern, I'm curious about that also.
1: Um, Also, just for the record, I looked it up. It's Benjamin Barry. Which who could have... Who could have known?
2: Two first names. I would have never gotten that. I wouldn't have gotten that. Thank you, Mia.
1: Anyways. But
2: that's who we're channeling. Dan, who are you channeling this week?
0: Oh, man. When you said this question to prepare, I was like, I don't know enough rom-coms to determine who I am right now in the rom-com world. But I... Mm just got so you maybe i'll describe it and you tell me oh Uh, that sounds
1: great to diagnose
0: i have had a bike a friend of mine who is also tall uh what the the longer story is in the pandemic i have tried Mm. to find how to exercise in a way that is sustainable Mm. and i will do more than for one week so i bought like a little under the desk bike that i used twice um where you just like pedal in place. Uh, And you can, like, use it with, you know, the the Peloton app. Um, But that didn't work. And I got one that didn't have the pedals, and then I got them to ship me another one. So now I have two in my house, just in boxes. Um, You know, I've on and off done my yoga with Adrian, and that didn't work. And then eventually a mm-hmm. tall i was looking for <laughs> normal bikes but couldn't find one to fit my six foot seven uh, frame for like an affordable price right and a tall friend ah. of mine out of nowhere texted me and was like hey do you want a bike <gasps> uh this one is too big for <gasps> me and he's like two inches shorter than me so he was like take it test it see if you like it and i've had it for a month and was too scared to ride it. I've built up that like bike riding is dangerous (gasps) and scary. And I was afraid I was gonna get on and fall over right away or look stupid or whatever. (laughs) And yesterday I went on my first ride with uh, another friend. And so I am in that zone of like, all right, it's happening. I got my exercise, the bike worked. I, I got over the hump of fear with the bike. So who is that? I'm in. I'm in the zone of like wow, rebirth here, uh, uh, but but and also getting over like <laughs> it feels a little bit like uh Doesn't Ben Stiller and Along Came Polly have like a little bit of like fear issues, or is he more OCD in that movie?
1: <gasps> oh, or is that um, is that he, the one with Jennifer Aniston he, and Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. He's like oh, a that, risk
1: that analysis. That is what you said.
2: And risk analysis. He, yeah, yeah. So he for um and he's like works for like a insurance company and yeah and then he has to take and- the
0: big risk of dating someone like Polly who is a very risky partner
1: <laughs> she's risky
0: <laughs>
1: i like that a lot for you i also have a pitch which is because there is something very fun and like childlike happening here where it's like, you know, before you were like Mr. Businessman with your under the desk Peloton. But now mm. you're like, oh, I have to get out in the world and risk looking silly and and falling over and, and being free. And I feel like that's kind of like Harold Crick from uh, Stranger <gasps> Than Fiction. Right mm. where he's like a tax man, and then he like is playing the guitar and is like getting into it. But I don't know. So that's 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 my small pitch. That's well, my small.
0: That's a good. Both one. of those I are very
1: similar. So my oh so god, it's so good, so good. I reread the script. I don't
2: know why I was. There's nothing to do, so I was reading <laughs> the script because I love that movie so much, and it's so even the script. I was like laughing and having so much fun. Damn, it's good. <laughs> oh Maggie Gilli Gyllenhaal, Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal's character
1: is amazing. When she explains why she didn't pay her taxes, so I'm like, yes, that's anarchist right. Baker. Yes. Oh. Yeah, anarchist
0: Baker is a good, like uh, a dream woman character.
2: Totally. So <laughs> manic Pixie
1: Dream Girl. So manic yeah. Pixie Dream Girl. It's oh my God. It's amazing. Uh, All right, guys. <gasps> Let's introduce our first yes. competitor for the quarterfinal match.
2: It's the 1990 rom-com Joe versus the Volcano. This film was written and surprise, surprise, directed by John Patrick Shanley, um, who also uh, wrote uh, Moonstruck, another one of our favorites. Oh my god, that makes so in, much sense! Doesn't
1: Sorry. that make so much sense? I, from I mean, from the beginning, was I was like, "This is like Moonstruck
2: in this movie." I would thought I,
1: play. Yeah, yeah absolutely so sorry go ahead play.
2: i just i just could tell that immediately uh, okay. yeah it's it, the tones are so similar um and yeah. uh joe versus volcano brought in 39.4 million dollars um in this film joe played by tom hanks finds out he has five months to live. So he agrees to an eccentric billionaire's proposal to (laughs) go to a secluded island to jump into a volcano. However, on his way, sailing to the island, he falls in love with the billionaire's daughter, Patricia, played by Meg Ryan. That's just a short recap of the movie. The actual movie itself is... Even crazier than those last couple of sentences I've said, uh, but you guys from the sidelines, what are our overall thoughts of the movie? And was it any of our first time seeing it?
0: I have to say that not only was my first time seeing it, it was potentially the first Meg Ryan movie I've ever watched. What? Oh, uh, yeah. My How
2: is that possible? <laughs> Damn. What? I was
0: never a rom-com dude. I think I watched IQ in a motel like 15 oh, years ago. The so worst maybe I've one. Seen.
2: That's the worst one. <laughs> that's the
1: worst
0: one. <laughs> Where she's like Einstein's daughter or something like that. Uh, is that what so it is? Or she falls in love with Einstein. Yeah, it's so dumb. Niece.
1: It's uh, I- niece. She's Einstein's niece. It's it's dumb. <laughs>
0: I so was bad. so this was my first time so seeing sorry. her really in anything. And it's a very funny first foray into Meg Ryan because it's <laughs> she goes big right away. Uh and I was oh delighted by her. I'm so sorry. I was like, oh no duh. Oh good. <gasps> no, she's great in it. She's so <gasps> oh like
1: God.
0: fun and uh funny and l- like I loved how like huge the choices were with her characters and the the, the it's funny to come yeah. into this movie with no knowledge of what's going on or what you're going to get because it is not a <laughs> traditional movie
1: no I can't believe your only Meg Ryan experiences were her character and IQ and then the first one is like the New Yorker secretary I I, Like that's the craziest wild. one that's I wild. thought it was going to be that character
0: the whole movie and I was looking forward to it that secretary <laughs> character I was like oh I can't wait to see how these two fall in love and how she plays this for 90 minutes
2: <laughs> yeah what was so i mean for our viewers who haven't seen it what was so wild about this movie is that Meg ryan plays uh three different characters in the movie so the main character joe has three kind of love interests and Meg ryan plays all of them and her take and portrayal of them is almost like sketch like in the heightenedness of her like character, which kind of makes sense because it, the movie was written and directed by John Patrick Stanley known for his, you know, playwriting and his, uh, theater craft. And this movie was very theatrical. Like some of the, the sets were like movie sets. It was like, this doesn't look real. This looks like a play. Um, like the moon is comically large. They're on a obvious it's they're not on a boat, but it's like kind of yeah. like it's kind of like a shaking <sighs> structure that's meant to look like a boat. It's wild, but um I thought she was excellent. Mm-hmm. I love Dee, Dee. Her characters were Dee Dee, a secretary that works in Joe's office, and then Angela. Angelica? Angelica the uh billionaire's first daughter who uh is kind of like an LA socialite and then the third daughter Patricia is or the third character the second daughter of the billionaire Patricia is a boatswoman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> boatswoman. Uh,
1: I first saw like heard of this movie as when I was a kid and ABC family was Fox family. And they used to show previews for this. And I was like, always like, no, like they would show me the preview and I would be like, I don't understand it. I'm not going to watch it. And then last night when I started it, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, was, like, I was so caught off guard. I was like, this is like Brazil meets Moonstruck. And I was, um, you know, I was expecting, I, I knew Meg Ryan paid, played different characters. I thought she was going to play like three different Patricias. So I wasn't prepared for Dee, Dee And I was like, I, will, I was <laughs> mad. I was mad. Because I, mm. I, I, here's the thing. The first time I saw Moonstruck, I really didn't like it. The second time I saw Moonstruck, I <laughs> did really like it. And so this movie, I w- did not, I was very mad and I didn't like it. Because <laughs> uh. I was i know which is you didn't I know. not like it. So, why were you mad i because i i i get because you too you, silly it's you know guys it's like i go into a rom-com oh. with expectations right where it's like i know the parameters and i want to feel safe so it's not even like if i was like hey i'm gonna go watch some like experimental oh. like sketch movie in this like alternative universe i would be like okay great but i was expecting like meg ryan Tom Hanks rom-com and then when it's like an hour of Tom Hanks with long hair like walking through like a metal city and then like I was just like I can't I can't find my footing I'm uncomfortable and I didn't realize Didi was Meg Ryan for a while I was like oh that actress kind of looks like Meg Ryan because she looks so young here or something and then by the time we got to Patricia I was so relieved because I was like oh my god like there's Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan's voice um but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be representing the, the I don't like this movie point of view for the podcast, which I feel good about because I know that Allie Ray really likes it and I, and I know Danny liked it. So I, I feel fine being a dissenting, a dissenting vote. I was, I was impressed by her performances, but again, they were like sketch, like they felt like huge sketch characters. And so I was just really, I was just really confused. Um, but that's on me. But that's something. And also it's like, you know, child Mia and adult Mia are very similar. It's like we know what we like. And <laughs> I guess I'm like not I'm like not surprised based on the previews I remember from my youth that I was like, oh yeah, no, no. This is um but now that I know it's confirmed moonstruck, I am like, that makes so much sense. And I would like to rewatch It makes more it sense, yeah, knowing that.
0: I think um, uh... If you ha- here's what you have to give it credit for Mia. here's what I'll put out there for you, and I'll see I'm not gonna try to change your mind, but just to consider if this movie doesn't get made, do we ever see Sleepless in Seattle or you've got mail because mm. this is their first movie together where you see their um, chemistry, which to me is pretty incredible in all three of the characters they do have really good chemistry with each other in my opinion, and wow. also. I don't know that I can think of other than like Tilda Swinton in the new Suspiria, a movie like, like you see it with like a lot of (laughs) male actors, but I, I can't think of a movie where women get to like have fun with multiple characters like that.
1: That's very interesting. Cause one, I will say, yes, I can absolutely concede that I appreciate, I mean, you've got male is so important to me as like a cornerstone of my, of my like childhood rom-com experience that I would absolutely like honored this movie, this movie so that like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks had to walk before they could run. I am like, yes, absolutely. 100%. And then on the note that right for its time in, in general, a female character getting to have multiple um, characters and have fun, I would say you're so right. And that is, such a, what is I'm so sorry oh, a John Patrick Shanley thing because like Moonstruck I remember being we like when we we watched Moonstruck a few like maybe like a month ago and we were like oh my god this is like a movie from like a long time ago, but the where the romantic lead is like close to 40. It's like a female who's close to 40, who's like super desirable, right? Which like does break that mold. And it's like, when else do you get to see this in that time period? So I do think John Patrick Shanley like is doing something very special for women in his work, especially in his time. And that absolutely should be honored. And my last thought on it is that... I didn't like Moonstruck at first. I watched it. I said, "I don't like this. It's I'm uncomfortable. I don't get it. I was bad. I hate Nicolas Cage." And then I watched it again, and I was like, "Okay, I get it. I'm into it. I love Nicolas Cage, and I appreciated more about it." So I do think if I were to rewatch it, which I won't, but I might in like twenty years, right? (laughs) I can see myself, while like you know, being like having moved on and being like, "Okay, like, like, okay, time to rewatch Joe vs. Volcano." And then like really, really sort of settling in and appreciating it. Because I think also it's like expectations for me is like everything in a movie where it's like, you know, I went into The Hangover 2 being like, this is going to be so bad. And so I ended up liking it more (laughs) because I was like, Mm. I'm expecting nothing. So if it's any amount of good, I'm like pleased. And this I was like, I'm, you know, like part of why I love rom-coms is because I know what to expect, right? I know I know the parameters. I know, like, great, I'm going to have sort of, like, not very much tension. I know, like, the rules. I know what I'm going to feel. And in this, I just could never catch my grounding. So I think if I know that going in, mm-hmm. I think I could appreciate it more.
0: Are you at least able to say here that for making this movie and me for noticing it, John Patrick <laughs> Shanley and I are the world's two greatest feminists? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you two and I would like to add a third absolutely revolutionary feminist Roger Ebert who, okay. who really oh, yeah. really gave this film props which is as a man who famously hates rom coms, hates rom coms, hates rom-com he really liked this movie I think and I will mm-hmm. say jokes aside that th- I did read something in his review that I did think was sort of special and unique which is that he said like while he was watching it, he did realize that he'd never seen this movie before. And that like, that's important for people to keep showing us movies we've never seen before. And yeah, while that makes me and my little, my little uh, Meg Ryan from French kiss heart go, I don't, I haven't seen this before. (laughs) I don't know what to expect. (laughs) Um, I do think it's important because I think that's how we get Fleabag, you know? Never seen it before.
2: Dan, you are a feminist. <laughs> World's greatest. Mm, ah, you know, let's see what you have to say about French Kiss. Give us okay. some good feminist <laughs> insights about French Kiss. And then and then we'll see if you get that award. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, okay. Yeah. What I will just say is like, I think maybe also the order that I saw, like this is the first time I've seen Joe versus the Volcano. <sighs> and I think I liked it because I really got to see Meg Ryan have fun. Like, Dan, yeah. we were talking about iq earlier like in that movie she's having no fun it's like her (laughs) just like it's like her just doing the same fucking thing that like she's just like resting on her laurels a little bit it's like oh i'm gonna be quirky here and i'm gonna mm, crinkle my brow here um it's like oh i'm gonna kind of walk with a little you know bounce in my step but here it's like i got to see a young Meg find her comedic voice. I got to see her stretch. I got to see her try things. And that was so exciting for me to like watch her kind of explore in these different roles and to really go for it and to really commit. Um, And then I just wanted to comment on the tone of the movie, even though we're supposed to be talking about Meg Ryan, the, the tone while heightened and theatrical and, and dramatic, I like it in the same way that I like Moonstruck because mm. like it, that's how love feels. Love feels yeah. like very dramatic. When you're in love, the moon is bigger when you're in love. It feels like a crazy adventure. Um, you know, you, you, you take a leap together and that leap is so scary that it feels like you're leaping into a volcano. Um, and just kind of like the, kind of like heightened tone I felt like was like a beautiful poetic metaphor for wow um love and that's that's um that's my final thoughts um but yes
1: I love that Allie and I think you're right I know we have to move on but I'll just say really quick too that mm-hmm. I do appreciate somebody that gave Meg Ryan room to challenge herself and try different things because i do think on and on her career like she keeps getting stuff that's like just do the meg ryan thing right just like be like crinkle, like you crinkle your brow and be like i talk fast and i'm neurotic so it was so nice to see you don't get to see her do different things a lot which is
0: now where just- is she in her career when this comes out What is she made how has she is she meg ryan yet like is she like no no
1: yeah. She, yeah she was on sort of like tv and movies like sort of just like you know the classic like will they won't they when you like see meet someone who's been in la for a while and you see like oh they have been in a lot of stuff um doo-doo-doo. oh my god wait i don't even see joe versus volcano on here okay what it's very early on in her career so that's 19- it, it's 1990 oh here it is okay so oh guys okay huge wrench when harry met sally is 1989 uh that sounds oh. wrong, right?
0: <laughs> oh, she was. That in,
2: does. I, I wonder though, filming order. I wonder if they filmed this before and then when she, Harry met Sally. She
1: looks. I think she looks younger in Joe versus the volcano. She looks like, so young in this. I, movie. I think that's why it was difficult for me to recognize her because I was like, I, when she was in, obviously she was in a wig. When, I just can't believe that when Harry met Sally
2: came out in 1989, and that this movie came out a year later, but. I think my theory is just that they, they filmed this one first. I, you know, I say theory, but I could probably look it up, but mm, not, not today. Uh, no, but but uh, that they, I bet they filmed Joe versus Volcano first and then when Harry met Sally second.
1: You're right. And do you know what else is true? Is that there still is no Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks at this point. So it still could have been Nora Ephron's doing her mm. Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, and then she sees Joe versus Volcano and she goes, okay. There's something here. Mm. Mm. Um,
0: Now, would y'all rather be in a rom-com with Billy Crystal or Tom Hanks?
1: Tom
2: Hanks. (laughs) Tom Uh, Hanks.
0: No question. That being said, I will say,
2: though, no question. But that being said, though, reading about... Billy Crystal on set for um, The Princess Bride and how he was cracking so many jokes and his improv was so funny that Mandy Patinkin bruised a rib because he was laughing so hard at Billy Crystal's improv. I was like, wow, that! I bet it'd be so fun to be on set with Billy Crystal. Wait,
1: you're so right. I change change my vote because Billy Crystal, like so much in... um, when Harry McSally was improvised and like collaborative, and I think Tom Hanks is one of those people like, you know, when people are like too good, like they're too good, they're too beloved, they like can do no wrong. That it gives me anxiety to be around. Oh, so I think I might be like, yes. I can't. I don't know how to interact with you because you're like the model citizen. But Billy Crystal's like, yeah, like you could be yourself. You could be yourself. Billy. You get to improv. You get to That's collaborate funny. and pitch things.
0: My perception is the exact opposite of the two. (laughs) I think Tom Hanks would make you feel incredibly at ease uh, and knows how to make, he knows he's Tom Hanks and knows how to make people feel comfortable around him and is inherently uh, uh, safe. And I think Billy Crystal would be making comedy at you the whole time. You would never have a conversation Mm. with him. You (gasps) you would feel like he was kind of on the whole time. Uh, and was doing yes. his whole like early Hollywood kind of shtick, and always like telling stories, and it would be fun. But I think you'd actually maybe on a a whole movie for the whole couple months experience, you would get along better with Tom Hanks. That's
1: that's that's wow. a really good point, Dan.
0: I don't know. I don't and know that like, for are you gonna,
1: I'm going to change back to Tom
2: Hanks now. Well, wow. here's, here's one thing I will say about Tom Hanks's set manner, which maybe I'll just swing the pendulum back towards Billy Crystal. I know for a fact that on the set of Sleepless in Seattle, the next Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie, Tom Hanks was not as fun to be with on set because he was still early on in his career. And he had had a couple of big flops and he was like really banking on Sleepless in Seattle to be a hit. And he went up to Nora Ephron and was like, hey, how come come the kid has more jokes than I have? And I get some (laughs) of these jokes that the kid is getting to say because I need to be funny in this movie. I need to be good in this movie. So probably... I'd say I would wanna be in a rom com with an older Billy Crystal. Uh or no, I wanna be in a rom com with a younger Billy Crystal or with an older Tom Hanks. But a okay. young Tom Hanks, he's still he's still fragile. He doesn't yeah. have his his confidence and um his um safeness yet. Yeah, I think early on in his career. Yeah yeah well, so I'll just jump in here for a second and say that March Magnus or uh, um is not does not have madness into it there's some there's some order to it, and we have some rules to score these uh films that are competing against each other uh just to give you guys a quick little rundown of the rules that we will be following um and how points can be scored by different films um Here are our 10 or so rules that we've come up with. Zero to 10 points can be awarded to a movie for the quality of chemistry between Meg Ryan and her fellow romantic lead. Zero to 10 points can be awarded to the movie for the quality of Meg Ryan's humor. Zero to five points can be awarded to any hairstyle that Meg Ryan showcases that we think is fun. Uh, One point uh, can be awarded for every time Meg Ryan walks with spunk. (laughs) One point awarded every time Meg Ryan wears an iconic outfit. Two points will be awarded every time Meg Ryan showcases a quirk. Note: the same quirk can receive points every time it's showcased. One point will be awarded every time Meg Ryan crinkles her bar- brow. Two points will be awarded every time Meg Ryan works in print media. <laughs> Two points will be awarded every time Meg Ryan is mean and then feels bad about it. And finally, at any time, PSI Love Rom-Coms and their guests can create new March Magnus rules and award points at their own discretion, And some fouls as well. Two points will be deducted every time Meg Ryan's hair is straight and past her shoulder. And two points will be deducted every time Meg Ryan's romantic interest is significantly less attractive than her or more than a decade older (laughs) than her. Those are our initial rules. Um, And I'll start off with um, awarding some points. Um, I'd say that I'd give this film... uh, In terms of chemistry, I know that that um, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have excellent chemistry in this movie. But I will say that of the three Meg Ryan characters, I think she has, you know, the best chemistries with Patricia, the final character Mm -hmm. that Meg Ryan plays. I just and I don't think it's their fault. They just like are not given a lot of screen time. And most of the film Patricia um, played by Meg Ryan is unconscious on a raft (laughs) and there's not a lot of um, fun, conscious uh, interaction between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And so I'm going to give this a chemistry of six points um, out of 10. Um, It's early Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. Uh, They get more chemistry as they come along, but I give it six points. I give this movie 10 points for humor. She plays three different characters. Very funny. I think this is the funniest I've ever seen Meg Ryan. Um, Her. I think her humor is funny here, too, because she's not afraid to look ugly. Mm -hmm. A lot of Meg Ryan's humor is, like, very cute, and I like seeing some ugly humor. Yeah. Um, I give three points to her red (laughs) hairstyle. I give one point for walking with spunk when she was crawling up that volcano Mm -hmm. and jumping. I would say I gave her a point for jumping into the volcano with spunk. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cute and quirky one point for her white dress that she wears, the one shoulder kind of tight, shimmery wedding dress. And then I give her two points for working in print media. Dee Dee works at an advertising company. And then four points for being mean and then apologizing for it. So she apologized for being mean when she was having dinner. And then she apologized for being mean again when she was below deck with Tom Hanks. So adding up all my points, I gave this film, oh, I gave this film, I think, 24 points, but then I, no, 25 points, but then I gave it a foul for her hairstyle, Hairstyle. long, blonde, straight. It's not iconic Meg
1: Ryan. Mm -hmm. So 23 points, including a foul. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, that's... That's... Wow, that's... I was shocked because of our different vibes on the movie. We have very very similar points. Uh, (laughs) I awarded... Wow. uh, Yeah, this is crazy. I awarded two points for uh, Big Quirks. Um, One was like... Oh, it was when... um, Who's the middle one? Not Didi, not Patricia, but... And angela angela for for like reading angela for like reading bad poetry poetry yeah yeah so i gave two points for the quirk um i gave two points for outfits for the different changes i counted six forehead crinkles um in the characters (gasps) (gasps) yeah i um you know i give it and i take it away for the same
0: forehead crinkle
1: (laughs) not like meg ryan my forehead crinkles are on like someone told me, it's called the eleven. I've got forehead crinkles here. She's got the one in the middle. That's like, mm. yeah. Meg Ryan ha- somehow just has
2: a one, but I've always had eleven. Same, yeah. And I hate them. I've yeah. Never
0: heard of elevens. Yeah, I've never thought of forehead crinkles. for <laughs> well... right now,
2: <laughs> don't, don't well, yeah. If you as a as a woman, you know, we are we're told about our forehead wrinkles since very early age, yeah, and, I and I get a lot of ads. F- the only ads I get are for um, Olay Regenerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As ladies, we t- we talk about the forehead crinkle discussions to start early and they um, and it's it's a very fun. It's like a whisper <sighs> network of forehead wrinkle discussions. So, yeah, we've got the 11s. Mm-hmm. Ryan has the one um, and hers is so dang cute. So she's got six for those i gave her one point for the honestly for the long hairstyle i know it's not iconic but i just thought it looked really nice (laughs) so i but i'm still gonna take away wow i still gonna take away two for it um i gave her two for walking with spunk i gave her uh three to four for quality of hairstyle okay so i gave her three um i gave them for chemistry i gave them a two I agree with Allie in that um yeah this isn't like the top of the pyramid for like how much that chemistry can ramp up and I would say out of like the three main ones with them I think this was bottom of the barrel um and mainly just cuz it was absurd so I couldn't I I couldn't I couldn't connect to it um and it also I felt a little like triggered back to IQ when she wants to get married where it's like IQ there's this horrible scene where she's like I hate you and then she's like wait I do love you and it feels so wrong and I had the same thing here where she's like wait Let's get married. And I'm like, that's I don't like that. Um, but obviously you guys know where I stand on that. Quality of the comedy, I gave it a four. because uh, <laughs> I was not, I was just too heightened. I didn't understand. Um, and then two for print media, two for being mean and apologizing, minus two for the hair. Twenty-four. Oh my god, twenty four. <laughs> I give it more points than Allie, I think. Or did you do twenty four Allie? Wow. I forgot to count the forehead crinkles. Oh, so that's great. That's great. Too late. Oops. <laughs> no, you can add them. <laughs> can. Um, okay, cool. So that takes me to 24. Dan, any any points for you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, ke- chemistry, 10. Oh! 10 out of 10. The second their, their first two characters started interacting, I wanted them to end up together. Oh. Uh, even though... Because he's like a slubby loser who hates his life. And she's immediately like... Hey, why do you let this guy treat you this way? And I'm like, what's going to happen here? Their date I loved <laughs> uh with each other. Cute. Uh, I thought that was like a really fun scene in the restaurant where they're on a date together. <laughs> and uh the I really liked it. their chemistry with the Dee character where it's like she she just consider she like hates her life and is considering killing herself and he's like the first <laughs> person to ever uh like talk to her not like her dad and not value her for the money thing i thought that was nice i i wanted him to end up with the third character also but almost the least because of what you said like the the that felt like plot by that point it was like they need these two yeah. need to end up together but they didn't make sense other than she was the least weird like that was kind of That's the only reason they so ended up true.
1: Together. i would have been more on board if him and dd went into the volcano i think for sure
0: yeah um the, the the first two characters like had more of a potential arc whereas this one was like mm-hmm. she already was rejecting her dad uh already mm-hmm. like you know had her own life and they they just found each other and she was asleep for a lot of it uh <laughs> quality of humor I'm gonna give it a 10. Let's do let's do it. I I like hard laughed I hard laughed at the poems part. Um there was a lot of like (laughs) laugh out loud moments with her uh characters. Um hairstyle. I like the was was Angelica a redhead? I forget the second character, or was it just a red dress? I like that hairstyle. I think like a
1: cropped yeah
0: yeah five on that yeah. uh walks with spunk i did not uh, <laughs> i did not keep track of spunk walk here but i feel like she wasn't in that zone really in her career yet mm. um if they yeah. happened they yes. weren't like that's, they weren't featured featured uh moments i thought that when she first shows up as dd that the her I, I thought those were some iconic outfits mm-hmm. so i'll give two on those so i'm at 27 now mm. showcases a quirk all these characters were quirky, but I don't know that she was, like, showcasing a quirk. You know what I mean? Mm. But but kind oh, of yeah. like a... Yeah. She's not
1: like... Yeah.
0: Th- th- there's, like, a little bit of a who-me quirk to Meg Ryan, I guess. Like, <laughs> oh, what, me? I'm just living my life here. You like me? And I think that comes up a couple times with her characters, are like... How could anyone love me? I'm just like incredibly attractive and personable. Uh, so I would do that. That comes up like twice. I'll say four points for that. Um, print media, two points. Brow crinkles I just learned about, so I didn't uh, do the, do those. Um, mean and feels bad about it. She did that a few times as the third character, the Patricia character. Um, so let's yeah. say four points for that. And then... Uh, here is my pitch for uh, um, a new rule. Number 10 is uh, having <gasps> the,
2: oh, yes.
0: the most memorable moment of the movie. Like the orgasm in When Harry Met Sally is that's the moment, right? Yes. Ah.
2: Uh,
0: and in this movie, I'm wondering if she has the most memorable moment in the movie. I, I, I guess th- there's not like hmm. a moment that really sticks with me from this one that she does uh because it's more like the genre of the movie probably the most memorable scene is the lloyd bridges one because he's so big his character um the dad character
2: oh yes
0: duck cane also
2: the suitcase scene i feel like seals it as well the guy who (laughs)
0: The suitcase salesman. The yeah, suitcase I was reading salesman. about that on IMDb and that uh, John Patrick Shanley saw that guy in Waiting for Godot or like some sort of Beckett play. And he was like, I want it to be a suitcase <laughs> scene that feels like it's out of a Beckett play. And it does.
1: Wow.
0: Um, <gasps> it does? <laughs> so, yeah, I would not give her most memorable. I think she's the most memorable person in the movie, but I don't think she has the most memorable moments yeah. in the movie here maybe those I are two separate that. categories that's, so
1: no that's such an interesting no no I like the most memorable moment because you're so right she has it in a lot of that's rom- a great poms. rule yeah absolutely yeah. adding
0: it um so that's I I, I did I was keeping that's track great. for a second then lost it but I'm gonna say I ended up around 34 that's where I feel oh like I was God! points wise
2: incredible <laughs> now okay, the, incredible. my points might
0: be weighted because it's my first Meg Ryan movie maybe all of the things that you all already knew about her so they didn't like impress you or surprise no. you here were new to me. So I'm kind of weighting her points more heavily.
1: No, I think it's important to get no, that perspective in because Allie and I, right? Like we could be, you know, it's like, you're like a new ref who see, right? Like we've been playing, yeah. we like know who we think the goat mm-hmm. is. We have our biases, <laughs> and we're biases and we're,
2: you know, maybe a little bit lazy. Maybe we're a little underappreciative and it's good to get new, fresh, Uh, blood on the ref squad you're you're, yeah you're
1: you're 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 new to the game you have no idea who lebron james is you're just calling it as you see it and take it in and that is important yes and that's important
0: yeah i'm coming out and i'm like this very strong big guy is pushing people around too much call some fouls on him
1: Okay, all right, the points are in and I will let you know at the end how this movie fared. But before we announce the final tally, let's introduce our second competitor. This Meg Ryan film is fierce, it's fun, and it's full of fromage, it's French kiss. Here are the stats. French Kiss came out in 1995, was written by Adam Brooks and directed by Lawrence Kasdan and grossed one hundred and one million dollars in this film. When Kate, played by Meg Ryan, finds out her fiance has left her for a younger French woman, she flies to Paris where she gets entangled with a thief, and aspiring winemaker, Luke, played by Kevin Kline. They agree to help each other. Kate promises to sell a stolen necklace and Luke promises to help Kate win back her fiance. However, amidst all the lies, true love still seems to grow. All right. Did we like what we saw on the court? What are our thoughts on this film? Dan, any experience (laughs) with French kiss before?
0: Um, well, I, um, I went into this one. Uh, I had t- 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 talked to uh, my friend Victoria, you know, Victoria Longwell this week yes. and told her I was watching this movie and I had seen it was poorly reviewed. And so I was curious mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, this is my favorite Meg Ryan movie. She's like, <laughs> I love this movie. Um, so I was going into it with those different points of view, th- what the Internet said and then what uh, my friend said. And I would say this one felt a little, as someone who is not very in the rom com world, it felt a little rom commy to me. Like the the mm-hmm. the fiance character was just so one dimensional um, that it, I I thought it really got going in the second half when she is going through her transformation and she has the like really fun scene on the beach with them oh, uh, and is just becoming like she's i guess she's going from like not meg ryan to meg ryan almost in the movie and so like once she becomes meg ryan i had a blast but i i I was kind of finding myself like dipping out emotionally for the first half and i I loved the 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 tactic of us watching a virgin version that did not have subtitles for the french which i thought was a choice for the movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Then, could, um, I'll just add a disclaimer here. Mia real quick. sent
0: me basically <laughs> this movie is not out there in the world. You can't find oh. it anywhere. So Mia sent me the Pornhub link to it. Essentially, <laughs> uh, it's uh, all I found when trying was like, to stream Don't it. Don't click any of the links on the
1: <laughs> I found I couldn't find the movie. I just found a blog talking about how the movie is unavailable everywhere on the internet. So mm-hmm. I did share, um, I did share a Pornhub link with my, with our lovely guest and co-host to watch it, and told them not to click <laughs> anything else. And so, which worked great. The only issue was we we couldn't we no French subtitles, and maybe like a t- a tenth of the movies in French. So you know. Um, missed a few jokes, but nothing nothing terrible.
0: We did not I did not understand the relationship with John Renault at all. I was like, who is this guy? Now he's in a van with the guy's family. <laughs> well, I think the guy is his enemy, but I think they're also friends. Yeah,
1: I'll clear up some important <laughs> things for you. So the yeah, so John Renault. So um yeah. Luke saved his life one time. So while he's his detective foil, John Renault also feels very protective over Nuke. And another fun joke we missed mm-hmm. is that the credit card that Luke uses to pay for the hotel room in Cannes is his brother's. So he stole his brother's credit card. And, um, mm.
2: and yeah. And, and so another very um, sentimental scene, as well, is the last conversation between Luke um, and his cop friend. is His cop is like, I've heard a very romantic story, but I don't know how it will end. Oh and my God. then he tells the story. He's like, A couple, they met on the plane. And so he basically. Oh. You know, in that scene, tells Luke, hey, this is the deal with the necklace. This woman saved your ass and paid you all this money. Just to probably, this is some important context uh, to nice. know. That's a
0: real nice way to wrap that up. I, I you know, I, I got the impression from the conversation of what was happening, but the content sounds <laughs> like a very, it would it was nice to, uh, it would have been nice to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I luckily watched this movie on New Year's Eve, that was my big New Year's Eve plan was I watched French Kiss with my parents and we have a DVD copy. So we watched the DVD <sighs> and I got to hear the, uh, the I got to read the subtitles. So I've watched this movie recently and gosh darn it. I love this movie so much. I love Kevin Klein. I love Kevin Klein. I love Meg mm. Ryan. I love France. It's just like. Everything I want. It's speaking of like uh, this, this movie, you're right, Dan It's very rom-commy. It's all structure. It's like the typical structure. It hits all the beats. We're in airplanes. We're in France. There's a cheating fiance. Um, There's like two people lying to each other. Uh, It's uh, there's people pretending to be other people's fiancés. It's got it all. It's got all of the tropes. Mm -hmm. And so
1: we love to see them. (laughs) Yes. My relationship with this film and and with rom-coms in general is that I watched all the rom-coms very early, repeatedly. And they really shaped my idea of what the world was going to be like and i haven't seen this movie in a long time and i was like anytime i like watch a movie from my childhood that shaped a fundamental belief about what the world was going to be and it's wrong so it's like i went back and it's like i was like yeah it's normal when someone leaves you to be like no i'm coming on a plane to come get you which is like so crazy like like if someone if someone broke up with me i'd be like okay end of discussion right like it so i it was it was very funny to like watch my fundamental like world beliefs that came from the movie this is what i learned what like a nest egg was i really thought we'd like constantly be like bumping elbows with thieves and stuff yeah, um, same right? i thought it be i thought i'd interact with way more stolen diamonds than i've <laughs> ever definitely um yeah but yeah, but I, same as Allie, I love this movie. I totally agree with both, with both what you've said and, and Dan, what you mentioned, which was that. It's very rom com where like, yes, I did feel like there's not a huge emotional investment in people up top, right? It's just instantly like, um, she lives with his family. they want to buy a house, blah, blah, blah. He leaves her for this French woman. It's pretty cold-hearted. Pretty, and like all of it's cold-hearted, right? He's like, I'm leaving you. And then she's like, I'm coming to get you. I'm not taking no for an answer. And it, it all feels like a bit like, whoa, where's the, where's like the grounded, human thing i can like connect to but but only minorly and honestly didn't distract me that much because i agree it's like the set pieces the farcical nature of it and how much stuff is happening it's happening so quickly um that it's it's enough for me and i love i love this this is sort of like feels like dark energy meg ryan where she like comes around from the like sleepless in seattle when harry met sally like i'm like a sweet quirky lady and she still is but it's like there's something about like her with like spiky hair and blue sunglasses and a giant white buttoned up shirt just like marching around france (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yes like what is this like grown-up grown-up woman energy uh but I love and she's constantly insulting uh, Kevin Klein's erectile dysfunction, which like didn't bother me because <laughs> I feel like erectile dysfunction jokes in this time are normally like really like sort of mean and like obvious and like stupid. But I actually just like love that these it was like these two people had like a genuine conversation about it. And it wasn't like this makes you less of a man. It was I thought it was like a very fun take on it. And I liked that she kept being like, <laughs> your dick is soft for like the whole movie. Uh, I just thought that was really funny. Um, and I love the outfits I love the outfits I love I love the
2: outfits and also I just want to say like usually in rom-coms this trope really bothers me where it's like two people that are opposites and they're fighting the whole movie but they also like each other usually when people are fighting the whole movie I'm like oh yuck I don't yeah I want to see people who like love each other but for some reason the, it works for me in this because the fighting always seems to be like strategical like that first fight that they have where he picks a fight with her on the plane is mm. to help her because she's scared oh. of flying and he and he picks a fight to distract her and then like i don't know like she picks fights with him to help like encourage him to to open up more and and to become a better person and the fights are always eh, there's a purpose behind them and they help the other person grow to become a, a better, more f- fully realized person.
1: Uh, I love yes. this movie. Oh my gosh. Can I, can I tell you the scene that like doubles down on that idea, Allie, that really brings it home for me. That wine tasting scene where they do the, they look at his <gasps> high school project that has all the smells of the soil. And then it changes the way she tastes the wine. I was like, this mm-hmm. makes it all worth it for me. I loved it. I actually really relate to this character. Like I am someone that tries to control a lot of aspects of my life so I don't end up in bad situations. And I love that that was like such a through line in her life to the point where part of her wanting to go to Canada was that she thought it was like a nicer country. And like by the time everything falls apart Mm. when she's like, there's no relationship safe enough, no country nice enough. And I'm like, oh my god, Like I just thought that was so cool how how that was like in every element of her personality
0: yeah that's like that's a, a not uncommon rom-com thing right Is someone learning that like you can't force safety yeah that no matter how yes. protected you are the uh bad things will happen to you because of how, tra- how protected you're trying to be
2: Yes. 100%. I mean, like even with like the movies we talked about earlier, where like it's you, you have Ben Stiller's character who saw like a risk analysis. Like it's always a it's always like person is a control freak. Person is a neat freak.
1: Person yeah. is like, um, you know, scared of risks. Um, H- and then, Hitch, you know, Hitch wants to control every element of the romantic process so that right. he can't fall in love and be hurt and i have that i have always tried to like um maneuver elements <laughs> of my life to like huge i mean like very rom-com detrimental degrees where it's like i try to control one aspect and it's like with the worst possible outcome so oh really
2: that. is that do that you think you like rom-coms is there something you <laughs> like relate
1: oh yeah no i definitely relate. I mean? oh i 100 percent. i relate and this character too like that like hit home so much um I was like yeah even though she's like a bit of a caricature and is like a little nutty I was like and I don't like it because she's like a little nuts in this but I really like related to wanting to have like a nest egg and being like and I'll buy this house and I'll like plan all of these elements um and I also yeah. like, I hate just to, I, I, this is not a fun part of my personality. I actually don't really like traveling. <laughs> like I like, I like, it gives me anxiety. I don't I like, I like that situation. Very similar to Kate. <laughs> Very similar to Kate. Yeah. Like if I go on vacation, I just want to sit by water and like read. <laughs> like I have a cocktail. <laughs> I, I hate like having to like go places and be unsettled and, um, be like on the back foot but i always do learn from it and it's a positive afterwards but it's just that's me right i like to go to the same food places yeah i, I like to sorry okay sorry tangent um, about me please
0: move this on
2: <laughs> just well no but just to like circle back to something you said earlier a little bit like meg ryan's performance in this film was nutty like it was like when she's like uh the opening scene is like her on a a f- a plane simulation ah, to get over her fear of flying. And she is like, Oh, uh, I'm on a plane. <laughs> um, and she's like, really like, oh, um, which is funny. And you actually, it's like uh, seeing that seeing Joe versus volcano first. It's like, Oh yeah. She always has been a bit of like a, a character actor. um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. What do we think of her performance in this movie? Because now that I'm thinking about it and what Dan said even earlier, which was like, she kind of starts off being very like quirky and character-y. And then as the movie progresses, she just turns into kind of like a lovely, likable woman who's a little bit more like, like Meg Ryan herself, I would I would imagine. Not that I know her, uh, but um, <laughs> which is just kind of like likable. um easy to get along with, funny, has a good sense of humor.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, the her, I can't tell in the first half like what's her performance and what's the writing. Like I think she's pretty just enjoyable and personable no matter what, but I just couldn't care less about the character in the first half because uh, yeah. it was like so one-dimensional. And even like the scene in the house where he's packing and they're talking, she's like good in it. But I just like it's just written by somebody like who's just trying to. It feels like what I would have written in the first draft of this character, but like I'll make them a little more three dimensional later (laughs) and just never did. And so then it is like really refreshing when she starts to live in the moment a little more uh, and behave like uh, a little more honestly. Uh, And that it's so much funnier, like her falling over the cake in that restaurant and getting cake on her face is so much funnier than her jumping out of the plane because like (laughs) I believe the moment that led up to it to some extent
1: yeah totally yeah and I feel like by the time she's like like there's this lovely bit where she's where Luke has lost the necklace and she's like sort of being like I wonder where it could have gone and then she reveals that she's wearing (laughs) it and that feels like (laughs) she's really like in her power at that point
0: yeah Um,
1: I love that moment
0: My mom, I remember, used to always really love Kevin Klein, uh, And I'm curious what the draw of Kevin Klein is. Because he, he feels, to me in this movie, he feels like, first of all, he's just kind of handsome and charismatic. But he feels like safe dangerous. It, it's like a little like yeah. uh, swarthy, swarthy safe where it's like, you'll still take care of me, but you'll also like push me.
2: I think it's, I mean, what I'll say about the this character is it's like one of my... Favorite kind of characters, um, which is like, I'm a, I'm someone who has like problems that you could fix with your love where Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm a little bit broken. Like, I'm handsome and I have a passion and I have a good side, but you need to bring that out of me. Uh, Like, I just need the right woman to solve my problems and then i'll be the perfect man and for me i'm like yes oh
0: give me (laughs) someone with
2: a who's a little bit broken let me fix them Uh, that sounds good yeah Uh, but that's why i'm attracted and his french accent and his mustache oh and his
1: hair yeah it was a nice it's a good Mm -hmm. look luke is a good luke um but Luke, luke uh a good look, but I agree. I think his, that's his personal dynamic is that he needs to be like fixed, but not in a needy way, you know, where he doesn't like sort of want yeah. you to come in, but you like, you really like, he does like, he does want you. So it's nice. And I, I agree with Allie. And I was really looking forward to experiencing Kevin Klein, this movie and was shocked that, child Mia versus adult Mia is like I was like pretty into like John Renault in this like I thought the detective was sort of stealing the sex appeal of course
2: wow <laughs> that's just you and you alone Mia you I was like, and you alone I was like, like wow a stable family man <laughs> who also has a, a lovely job with healthcare yeah. that's the sexiest thing I've ever seen I was like wow he's really
1: empathetic and he like he's Sort of like hooks it up at Cartier to do like a fun little twist. Yeah, I was shocked that I was like, well, I was like wanting to look at Kevin Klein. I kept being like, what's John Renault doing? <laughs> like, what's he up to? Oh my so,
2: god. Yeah. Wow. That's
1: so Mia.
2: That's so Mia. I love it. But yeah, so when that he
0: pulls the newspaper down on that bench me. <laughs> was like, oh. So hot. <laughs> I was
1: like, is like, is he sitting there? This guy's like, he's a committed. He's committed to his passion as a detective. He was like, that part, I also was like, so he was sitting on the bench presumably minimum of 20 minutes hoping meg ryan was going to come and sit down on that bench um
0: while kevin klein uh, is going somewhere else
1: yeah yeah yeah. And, I, yeah and i think that um but yeah i think kevin klein does have um does have sex appeal and i and i do i do find him attractive yeah but uh-oh yeah john Reno's not in there
2: well before well, before this turns into Jean no madness um, <laughs> instead of <laughs> march magnus um uh let's 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 give let's award some points to this movie. I gave this movie a nine for chemistry between uh Kevin Klein and Meg Ryan because I think they're kissing in the scene. The kissing in this movie is very, very good. Humor, I gave it uh, seven <laughs> points. Uh, very good. Hey, very good kissing.
1: <laughs> um, very good kissing. Very oh, good that kissing. dream kiss. That dream kiss. Oh boy. Oh my god, that dream kiss. Oh baby, yeah, the dream kiss. Uh, the
0: dream kiss was a really good kiss.
2: Yeah, that, that was, was a like a top ten kiss.
0: movie kiss.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh one hundred. Yeah, I agree right? with that. 100%. Right. One hundred percent. And their final kiss when they're in the vineyard and he, like, grabs (gasps) the back of her dress and he Mm -hmm. grabs that fabric in her dress. I'm like, yay! Um, So, yeah. Gave him a nine for... Gave him a nine for chemistry. Very, very steamy. Um, Humor, I gave it a seven. I gave points for her lactose intolerant thing and I liked how much she was was crawling. She's always crawling around (laughs) and very good sneaking. I gave five points for hair i feel like she deserves all the points for her hairstyle in this movie because literally only meg ryan could pull off nobody could pull that, that hair off hairstyle. like no it other, was, nobody else i
1: don't even know how you
2: can do that with hair honestly
1: when she gets out of the shower and her, honestly and her hair is both wet but still styled i was like okay hats off i hair and makeup How do you do that? How do you do that? Incredible. Um, As a feminist, I think any woman with
0: confidence can pull off that hairstyle. (gasps) Oh, Uh... oh,
1: point for Dan. Point (gasps) for Dan. Okay. Dan has has never seen me with layers in my hair, but I do appreciate the support. I do appreciate the support.
2: Uh, I have three times, three points for Spunky Walk, plus Mm. an extra bonus point because Kevin Klein mentions the Spunky Walk, right? He's like, he's like, Oh, you just need to sing when you walk. Um, very funny. <laughs> and then outfit, I gave um one point for purple dress, one point for boat neck top with stripes. Oh my god! And one point,
1: mm-hmm. uh, iconic. I, oh, that top was that I top it. Is iconic. I want it? iconic. Look for that top everywhere. All I want is a I shirt. Is about- with the shoulders a little below? Stripes. Boat neck. Boat neck. Stripes. That's all I want. So French, so French. Um, I'm surprised so you can not find a one. Big white shirt. It's you know what's those crazy? aren't out there in the world. It's you know what. It's women's no. fashion is offensive because you can't. You just can't get a straight up <laughs> shirt a lot of the times. Like really? it, it will have a little butterfly sleeve or some stupid pearl button. Uh, I had one. Or,
2: stupid fucking tapering where they taper in
1: don't to your waist do and it's like that don't do that just give us Keep a shirt i just Leave want my waist alone i just want men's clothing in my sides um which is why i bet ali you do this too i shop in little boys sometimes <laughs> i shop i shop in little boys sections all the time because yeah. they get that's exactly what i do yeah, Target I love, little boys it's oh, cheaper yeah. oh the target little is boys what i is want the best. Oh, we both have little boy puffy jackets from target that are great
2: um <laughs> that's true we do
1: but um, it's you know I had a shirt like that from Uniqlo, thank you, and it got a hole in it, and I was never able to replace it, and that was in 2015. Um, I, 2015, 2015 that's I had what that I was shirt at Uniqlo, like the,
0: the Japanese kind of style, like Uniqlo, or like uh, the the mass produced style it has that cut exactly. What's the other place I like Muji,
1: Muji, yes, Muji is an aesthetic. Ah. Muji, Muji gets Muji's respectful to women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right john patrick okay, so Shanley, dan lippert yeah. and muji yeah.
2: and muji and muji feminist, feminist feminist and then okay and then i have um and then i have i gave her two points for her quirky plain fear two points for her quirky lactose intolerant plus tw- um another two for her plain fear because it comes up Twice. She has an, mm. a moment in the beginning and then she has a moment on the plane with uh, Kevin Klein. And then plus two for Brow Crinkle. Mm. Plus, and then I'm adding a point. I gave her an extra point because this is the first movie she produced. Her production company is <gasps> called Proof Rock Pictures and she produces film as well. So I wow. gave Dang. her an extra point for that. Oh my God, and I, I that. gave this movie 37 points.
0: <laughs> okay wow okay,
1: i love that okay so that's ally weighing in at 37 okay so i so i have um when she's cleaning out her um keyboard with a q-tip it just feels like that's like a bit anal she's just like a bit anal about that so i give like that's quirky to do so that's two points um flying two points and french food two points where she's like and i hate french food and i hate dairy and she is lactose intolerant but she she makes it a personality you know so six points there i gave her six points for outfits again i obviously had the boat neck striped sweater she has this amazing leather jacket when they go look at the house yes it's so beautiful i want that um the blue sunglasses hello i mean the blue sunglasses amazing Uh, yeah and then i uh, the blue dress yeah i had like i had so yeah that's six and six so i'm at 12 i gave her seven for crinkles 19 i gave her so many crinkles yeah so many crinkles i gave her four for hair because i do think it's like quintessentially met ryan and nobody else could pull it off and i only left a point off because i just do think when harry met sally is more iconic and i just wanted to like leave it leave room for it but i that's That's fair that's fair but i agree um walks with spunk i had two plus the one where she's walking and luke is like you walk like a woman but also a little girl so that's let's see um is mean and feels bad. I gave her one because I think the only time I really saw her be mean and then feel bad was like when she's initially mean to him on the flight and then she doesn't say it, but then she realizes he distracted her. So I then I just see it in her face yeah, where she's like, okay. oh, so it's 24. Um, chemistry, I gave it an eight because of the sleep, because of the dreaming kiss. So I was like, steamy, steamy. And then that beautiful wine tasting scene. Quality of the comedy, I gave it um. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Um, I thought it was very funny, and that there was lots of good jokes, and I liked all like the stuff we couldn't see in the subtitles. I thought all that was very fun world building. <laughs> so that takes us to thirty nine. Um, it's a minus two because technically Kevin Klein is a decade older than Meg Ryan. Oh is, my god! Which is surprising because oh. they're, they're they're very really well matched, I think, attractiveness wise, but. Um, but yeah. Dan, yeah, this is a thing we talk yeah. about all the time. In rom coms, they love to in this like heteronormative genre where there's usually a man and a woman. They love to cast a man who is at least a decade older than a woman, um, and you know, and we don't like we don't like that that's the rule, not the exception. Even though I do think this, mm-hmm. I get it, I get it here, and I get it in when Harry met Sally. But yeah, she's fifty nine, he's seventy two, so yeah, minus two for that. Wow, wow, wow! I'm also at thirty seven then.
0: Ally, wow, Adico, oh. wow,
2: Dan, wow, wow, wow. To bring us home.
0: Um, all right, here we go. Chemistry. I like the kiss Their first meeting of the hating each other, then yes. loving each other—is a good, uh, a good intro to the characters. You, you believe their distaste for yes. each other as opposites. Like, yes. I, I, I'm curious how you two feel about that scene as a scene from a 90s movie because it is. Dick, it, as a feminist here it is like making fun of french men <laughs> being like forward and a little misogynistic but it's also him immediately yeah. asking her like about how when she lost her virginity uh and uh, how she yeah. is in bed and how she has sex but it could be seen as a comment on the character it's hard to know uh exactly where we're going with that
2: Yes. It, they they tried to like justify it a little bit mm-hmm. with like, I think it's like, oh, you were just saying all of that, not because you were intruding on my privacy, but you were just trying to say something shocking enough to distract me from my real fear. Right. So I, I, I clocked that those questions were inappropriate to ask, but
1: that they were just means to an end to actually help her feel yeah, safe.
0: I think you're right about that.
1: Yeah, I agree that they like justified it. And then for me, my litmus test is always or my litmus test is always who who has ownership over the sexuality in the conversation. And so like if they've been having a conversation in which she was like clearly uncomfortable and is like, I don't you know, like, oh like you're making me uncomfortable because you you have the ability to talk about sex and i don't i would have not liked it and that's what i was expecting but i was surprised to see this thing in meg ryan that was more of like i didn't shy away from sex you know that was like more like um reflective and i just Mm -hmm. felt like she never lost her ownership over her sexual experiences where i'm like yeah it's inappropriate question but she never seemed like a total unwilling participant and then i think is that when she also covers is that when erectile dysfunction comes up?
0: I uh, can't remember if it's that or later.
1: Yeah, I think it might be th- a little bit later. Yeah, yeah
0: but that's when right. we find out that he, uh, he he came back to the sex worker the next day. He stole 50 f- f- francs or whatever from his brother <laughs> so that he could kiss her, which is a great way yeah. to learn that this guy loves. He loves a kiss, a French kiss, in fact.
2: He loves a kiss. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, chemistry-wise, I say I give him an eight. I liked them together. I wanted them, especially the second half again. I really liked that. It seemed like he was using his tactics that he was teaching her on her at a certain point when he's like, well, you go out with your guy and I'll go out with the woman. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the, like the dual sex scenes. I thought that like that seeing mm-hmm. them kind yeah. of play those mind games with each other was an interesting uh chemistry thing that i that i bought yes uh the kiss on the train yeah dream kiss. that kiss i was on my phone for some of the movie and that kiss i put my phone down and went back and rewatched it. because i was like whoa this was a moment uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh humor Zero out of ten. Erectile dysfunction and uh, uh, lactose intolerance are not funny. Uh, the real problems.
2: Yes, they uh,
0: are. Th- th- there, is no, there is nothing funny about eating cheese and having diarrhea, uh, um, or having sex and not being able to be, get uh, uh, hard. Uh, but I th- I do feel like it's that it's funny '90s relics of like hating French people. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Like erectile dysfunction jokes feel very 90s. I think it was like because Viagra and yeah. everything was coming out that they were like in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to see them and feel yeah. like they were kind of hacked yeah. now, but like this is when they were in the thing. I uh, know I'll say a lot of her humor to me is like not laugh out loud. It's just comedy in the sense of like I'm enjoying, I'm smiling while I'm watching her. Uh, and I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of that in this movie. Yes. So I'll say an eight for that. Um, so I'm at 16. Uh, hairstyles um yeah i agree that's great here in this movie i'll give it her four uh 20 walks with spunk i'll give it it would be five and then i give it two more points like the line you said where he describes her walk but then there's even a moment where he just watches her walk away and it's not it's not it's not even like at first i was like what is the why are they holding on her is he like looking at her butt because that's usually the the thing that's happening in a movie but it was like oh no it's just he's watching her walk and i really like that so seven (laughs) so i'm at uh, i lost count already i was at 16 uh then four so 20 and then 27 iconic outfit yeah i'm giving her just european style is my my vibe it's like summery Mm -hmm. springy nice style um so i'm gonna give uh five for that 22 brow crink uh, quirks you nailed them all. Yeah, the super cleanly thing, um, the plain thing, uh, etc. So let's just say six twenty-eight. Brow, I just learned about today, so I couldn't honestly uh, <laughs> deal with put that in there. Print media. She, what's her job in this? Did we say?
2: She's a teacher. Hmm. Yeah, she mentions like teaching generally. Or <laughs> well, kids little bit.
0: In print. So I'm giving her two points for that. Thirty.
2: Uh, <laughs> mean and feels bad
0: about it yeah that plain moment where she notices what's happening there uh i'll say 32 and i think uh there's a lot of moments where she's mean like takes the necklace and stuff like that which you consider mean and she doesn't feel bad it's like she's having fun and that's i just enjoyed that uh my new rule of, yeah, like does, she, does she have the most memorable moment <laughs> of the movie um uh, comedy wise i would say yeah I would say that I I, 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 like her, like physical comedy, and that restaurant scene is pretty memorable. And that beach scene again, I think, is like an all-timer, fun scene. So I'm going to give her five points for that. I once again have lost count. I'm not taking any points away, but I I don't know where I'm at now. But I'm going (laughs) to say I ended up at 37 just for fun.
1: Oh my! Amazing, (laughs) amazing! (laughs) Wow! Salient points, all fantastic. I loved it. And now, guys, it is time to blow our whistles, make some tough calls,
0: and okay. figure
1: out where these two ended
0: up. Call some magnical fouls.
1: Uh <laughs> oh. Oh, <yeah>. oh <laughs> um, Magnical Fowls. Magnical <laughs> fouls. Okay, we're adding that. We're adding that to the okay. to the policy. <laughs> All right, after tallying up Joe versus the Volcano and French Kiss, here are our final scores. Joe versus the Volcanoes comes out with a total of 81 points, and French Kiss comes out with a total <gasps> of 111 points. Our winner for the quarter title is French Kiss. Wow.
0: <gasps>
1: Obviously, I was rooting for the home team. That's a win for me. Sorry if you were in the visitor section and
2: um, play ball. <laughs> <laughs> play ball.
0: You do not say play ball at they the end of the game. Everyone, everyone has just played ball. The game is over. <laughs> <laughs> And (laughs) play.
2: And more ball. Pick the ball back (laughs) Um. (laughs) Wow. 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 What an excellent match. What an excellent discussion. And you guys, that's going to wrap it up for this round of March. Magnus. Dan, thank you for your sportsmanlike conduct and for being on the pod. And for your feminism
0: thank you Uh, it's wonderful to be on a podcast with two (laughs) strong women uh (laughs) which the world is full of and just the word women is strong so it's implied there and uh um i can't think of any other way to show that i i am such a man of the women
2: (laughs) (laughs) now dan besides feminism do you have any things to promote social media or important romance advice for our listeners
0: oh wow uh romance advice not so much uh keep on keeping on i guess uh uh I will promote my, <laughs> uh, podcasts, uh, man, dog pod that I do with Ryan Rosenberg. That is an improv and conversation podcast that we have free episodes of. You can search you're the man now dog. And we have a Patreon, but slash you're the man now dog. And then I'll plug big grande website.com, which is my group, big grande. We, um, you can buy our podcasts directly from us. We have one called exit 42, which is different short scenes at the same uh, rest stop location and one called Mm -hmm. uh, last resort, which is a 10 episode series at a uh, failing resort where we play the same characters every episode. So you can listen to the first episodes of that (laughs) and then buy them from us at our big website.com. If you like them.
1: Oh my gosh. Amazing. Listeners get at them. So funny. So talented. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you all for listening. We have a new episode out every week and remember to subscribe and rate and we are brought to you by Campfire Media. And P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms.
0: <laughs> I am uh, starting to love rom-coms. Yay.